My name is Brianna, and I welcome you to the Tales of Adventure, a D&D podcast like no other. I'm Adam uh, at Adam Lover on Twitter. I play Burbage Kemp on the podcast Goats and Dragons, which is a, a D&D podcast by Helpful Goat Gaming, game design and game streaming company. We also have a podcast called Helpful Goat Presents, where I've, I've played some other characters. But yeah, my character today is Burbage Kemp. He is a halfling rogue. And I think I will let him speak for himself. <laughs> he's walking, he's walked into the tavern. He's uh, looked around and he gives a, a big sigh. He looks very relieved to be in a uh, comfortable, cozy tavern. <sighs> Thank God. Pardon me, what, you wouldn't happen to be a man named Burbage, would you? Or know him? Huh? Sorry, what? didn't mean to sneak up on you there. Who's asking? My name is Esther. I came into town when I heard about the fire blight and was told you may know more about it. I'm new here and trying to figure out what's going on. Ah... Yeah, 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 the fire blight. Big thing going on around here right now. Not surprised people are wondering about it because it's kind of scary, kind of horrific. You know what I mean? Just can you tell me one thing? You wouldn't happen to be a Rakshasa or part of the Riddle Machina or some other dangerous evil creature in disguise that's going to try to kill me in five minutes, would you? Last time I checked, I'm none of those things. As I said, my name's Estrada, I'm a wanderer. I've only been in town for a few days. I've been trying to find out more information. I know some people who heard about what's going on. They let me know. So I was coming to check it out. Gotcha. All right. Well, typically I do something like an insight check right now. But you know what? I trust you. So, uh, yeah. Why don't we uh, sit and have a chat? You've never been here before. Do you know the name of this establishment? Oh, no, I was just pointed this direction and told you might be here. You know what? Knowing <laughs> knowing my DM, this place is probably called something like Pencil and Two Erasers at the base. It's not a great one, but every, every tavern in this world seems to be named after some kind of innuendo for phallus. You know, Pencil, Two Erasers at the base. There, anyway. Oh. I this conversation's not going quite as I expected. You seem more aware than most of the people I talk to. Oh, you know what? I know, I get this a lot. People people tell me, you know, that I sometimes just go into talking about things that it makes it sound like I, I've had some kind of a stroke or something. But you know what? When you've lived a life that I have, where you're apparently part of some prophecy, maybe multiple prophecies, 
And that... I hate proxies. Oh, God, they're the fucking worst, don't you think? Ah, apparently, I've been manipulated over the last at least 20 years of my life into doing certain things and making certain decisions just so, so that I end up in a particular place to do other certain things. And you know what? I've had it with it. But if it means getting rid of this fire blight, so to speak, then I guess I can't complain. How long have you known about this prophecy? Uh, well, the prophecy is a recent development. Well, the first prophecy was my friend Vimaris's prophecy. Vimaris was somebody I met in Federo. I met him at the same time as I met my friends Charity and Stormbringer. And uh, we were the ones hired by Poneway to sort of find these plants to help protect the world, save the world from the fire blight. And apparently Vimaris had had some kind of vision all his life of the end of the world. With uh, There was like an icy spire and thousands of dead bodies frozen underneath ice. And then there were three bodies in particular that he saw frozen in the ice. The bodies of a, a, a Goliath, a tiefling, and a halfling. And, you know, so he, when he met us, uh, Stormbringer, a Goliath, Charity, a tiefling, and me, a halfling, he was like, ding, 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 this is what my prophecy's about. And then that prophecy actually did end up sort of coming true. Well, no, no, he, he avoided the prophecy. Anyway, he sacrificed himself. Vimaris is dead now, which kind of sucks. It's rather tragic, but not often people find ways they can avoid prophecies. They just think it's necessary, but they don't realize is it's often far more open to interpretation than one might realize. Open to interpretation. Yeah. How vague they are, you... If you know what you're doing, you can... Pick which interpretation you want it to follow and do what you can to make sure that interpretation is how it comes true. Yeah, alright. Yeah, I like that. I, I, I like that a lot more than just feeling like I'm stuck into doing what the prophecy says I'm going to do. I want to believe in free will, you know? I want to believe that people, especially me, are free to do what they want. And that's very important to me. What do you think? I agree, everyone should have their own choice in their life. It should not be decided for them. Yeah. Some people tried to decide my fate at the, when I was young, and I quickly decided to try a different route, and ended up proving all of them wrong. Not that most of them live to see it happen. Oh, that sounds good. That sounds really good, like a good backstory. Yeah. What? Did, how did people try to control you? They thought that was meant to destroy. I ended up saving, but in a rather unique way. It's a long story. Ah, uh, yeah. Most stories are long these days. That is true. Yeah. So, that was the first prophecy you encountered. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know what? Charity's a lot better at keeping track of all these things than I am. I tend to just sort of come along for the ride and I try to keep track of everything, but there's so much story and, frankly, I'm kind of tired of all of it. You know what I mean? I could use a break. Honestly, can I, can I, can I tell you something? This is my first time being away from the rest of my family, that's what we call ourselves now, is the family, because we've grown so close 
in such a short amount of time. Because of our shared experiences of adventures and danger, we now have intimacy and trust for one another, much the way a, a functional family would have. Anyway, this is my first time being away from them on my own in quite a while. Stormbringer has gotten extremely protective of us ever since, you know, first Vimaris died and then, well, Charity died and then we had to bring him back and she's really struggling with all of it. But now she won't let any of us out of her sight. So I'm glad I was able to kind of sneak off for a drink. Speaking of which, uh, hello, is there service here? Do we have to go to the bar? Do we have to go to the bar to get drinks or what's the sitch? Looks like there's someone coming here. I'll have a mead and what will you have? Ah, uh, mead, yeah. Mead sounds great. Three meads. So four meads. One for her and three for me. I like the way you think. I like the way I drink. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So how exactly did you meet these people? How did I meet them? Oh, well. Poneway assembled us. Which, you know, I thought might have been totally random. Oh, man, there's so many details here that Charity would probably yell at me for, for being really open with strangers about. But, eh, fuck it. You have a face I can trust. So here's the deal, Isra. We did exchange names, right? Yes, we did. <laughs> well, you knew my name. What's your name? I'm guessing... Give me three guesses. My first guess is Isra. Very good guess. Also, I'm pretty sure they introduced myself a few minutes ago. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I don't have the best memory for these sorts of things. Um, I'm gathering that. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a stinker. People will call me a stinker. They call me a turd. They also call me the defender of Diefield. Oh, but that's another story. I'm getting all scatterbrained. Boneway. All right. You know what I just learned recently? Here, let's huddle in so that no agents of Behelet can hear us. Don't worry, if this thing helps blur in any conversations we have, or in the conversations I have with people. You, you said you have a ring that does that? Yes, it's very special item that cannot be, really be replicated or removed from me unless I choose to. Oh man, I've got this ring here that allows me to wield a special weapon. Actually, for 20 years, I've carried this ring around, not really knowing what it did. And then I discovered recently that it was a ring of warmth that protected me from ice damage, saved my life a couple different times. And then I discovered that it allowed me to wield a magical weapon called Bright Fang, which was carved from the tooth of a dragon. Do you hear those noises? I think that's just people outside. You know, I, th I wonder if it could be like, I think I've heard about this tavern. I think they're like, I think it's a haunted tavern. I think they're like ghosts, ghosts of children that sort of rummage around, clatter around in the attic and things. I mean, it's just them. I've got the feeling that they're harmless. They just seem mischievous more than anything. Mischievous. And normally they'd be going to ghost school, but because of the fire blight, everyone has to stay inside. So these ghost children are... are have to stay here in the tavern. Weird. Oh, man. All right. Right, Fang, Behelet, so many details. Yeah, Poneway assembled us for this plant mission. And uh, we just recently learned that Poneway is part of a, a, was part of a group of people 
group of individuals who years and years and years ago tried to kill a god that was trying to enter into this world. That was the god Rin. They failed. Rin entered this world and walked around and did a bunch of shit. One thing Rin did, actually, was she created my weapon, Bright Fang. She carved it out of the tooth of a dragon. But anyway, then she left. And everyone was like, alright, I guess we're fine. But then, now, years and years and years later, one of Rin's fates, Behelet, bad, bad, bad guy, although it's a she, bad woman deity, she's now trying to enter this world. It's like history's repeating itself. So we have to try to kill her now. I shouldn't be telling you any of this. Charity's going to be really mad if he finds out. Uh, I'll try and make sure he doesn't. Also, it's not often that gods travel between the worlds. It's very rarely is it a good thing. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. And I'm wondering, how are we going to defeat the helot? How do you defeat a god? Very carefully. Very carefully, yes. Hopefully with lots of magical weapons. I just recently had to give my magic weapon, Bright Fang, away. That's a magical artifact. Extremely powerful. I gave it away. I feel like an idiot. Why would you do that? <sighs> well, long story short, we encountered a dragon, an ancient white dragon, and that dragon ended up being the very dragon, Pelototh the Fierce, that my weapon, Bright Fang, came from. Came from his tooth. So, needless to say, he was not happy to see me wielding it. I can imagine. We uh, almost fought him. We almost had to fight a a dragon. Luckily, I critted my initiative role and I got to go first and I decided to take a more persuasive angle on the whole situation. It was uh, kind of hairy, but we made it through it alive. I just now feel kind of naked without my, my bright fang, if you know what I mean. It is rather challenging when you lose a powerful weapon that you're used to wielding. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. Not really sure kind of nervous, kind of uncertain, don't like the fact that gods are trying to enter this world and trying to kill me, slash manipulate me, slash both. Don't like any of it. I miss Theodric. I miss Theodric a lot. Oh, Theodric is uh, my lover, my boyfriend, so to speak. He's back in my hometown, Diefield. When was the last time you saw him? I think it's been... Maybe a month now. But prior to that, it had been 20 years. He was a pivotal part of my backstory. And just recently, I saw him for the first time in 20 years and kind of reunited. It really hurt that I had to leave Diefield again and go on more adventures, trying to save the world from this fire blight. Part of me feels the need to, to wander and to go on adventures and to make myself useful to the world, but a big part of me would just rather, you know, settle down and be happy with Theodric. Perhaps after all of this is done, you can do that. Yeah, maybe, I hope so. These ghosts are going nuts up there. Ghosts, shut up! Oh my god, they're just running around. Oh, oh, I've dealt with more annoying ghosts. They seem mostly harmless, just bored. Yeah, just bored ghosts. What other ghosts have you interacted with? Because I've had a whole bunch of wild experiences with ghosts, and I don't know how normal they are. 
Sometimes ghosts, they usually keep to themselves. Sometimes they can be rather troublesome if they choose to be, but thankfully they're not too common. Yeah. You know what, now that I think about it, I'm beginning to realize that who I thought was a ghost that was haunting me for the last 20 years probably wasn't actually a ghost. Bear with me, because I just got a lot of information in our last session that I'm legitimately trying to pass through. So here's the thing about Theodric and me. We didn't see each other for 20 years because I inadvertently murdered his father, Eldondale. That's awkward. Yeah, awkward. A bit rough. Yeah, Theodric was sent away by his parents, and Eldon Dale, his father, told me that he had sent Theodric away so that we couldn't be together. And that made me really angry and upset, and I got really drunk that night. And this mysterious figure came up to me in the bar and told me, Hey, I hear Eldon took away something very valuable to you. I know something valuable that you could take away from him. And he told me, that I should sneak in to Eldondale's home. He's the mayor of Diefield, by the way. Tough security, but nothing a rogue like me can't handle, you know what I mean. Sneak into Eldondale's room as he sleeps, steal his ring, and then, uh, you know, that's that, right? Here's the thing. I steal his ring, and immediately, poof, he bursts into flame. What in the world? Right? That's what I was thinking. I was horrified. It was terrible. Something deep down in me was kind of happy to watch it happen, which has been weird for me to grapple with. But mostly I was just horrified. But here's the thing, Isra. I recently learned that it's very, very likely that Eldon Dale did not die that night. Apparently, he was familiar with a certain magical trick that would make it seem like a body had burned up, spontaneously combusted, but really it would just transport the body at the moment of combustion. So here's the thing, for 20 years I'd run away from my hometown, I've been walking around with the guilt, the shame of having accidentally murdered my lover's father, alright? And the ghost of Eldondale has haunted me, both, you know, metaphorically, and often quite literally. But if Eldon didn't die that night, if Eldon pulled that trick, then this thing that's been haunting me isn't Eldon Dale at all. It is probably, actually... Your own guilt? Or something else? Certainly my own guilt. Absolutely, that's part of it. But here's the thing. I don't think I was that guilty. It wasn't my fault. I didn't know it was going to kill him. I was just stealing a ring, you know what I mean? So, I think it's an agent of Pellet. That's my guess. That's, uh, uh, I bet you dollars to donuts. Or gold pieces to donuts. Oh my god, there are other dog ghosts too. Dog ghosts just yapping in the background of this tavern. I think that's an actual dog. There's a druid that just walked in. Seems very... Not happy about not being able to bring their companion in. <laughs> All right, yeah. Well, that must be it. Vimaris was a druid. Druids are fun. Anyway, so yeah, ghosts. I don't even know anymore. Ah, we got to deal with this behelet situation. That's what we're going to do next. You asked about the fire blight. Behelet's behind the fire blight. Yes, I was going to get back to that, but your story has got me rather distracted. You've had some interesting times. Yeah, 
Yeah, lots of interesting times. I'll tell you something. Maybe as you wander, you could spread the truth about the fire blight. All right? I can do that. Because what we've learned is that Behelet agents have been deliberately spreading misinformation about the fire blight. They make it seem like it's a fire blight. In fact, they started a whole cult of the fire blight that's, that's like, oh, yeah, bring on, bring on the fire blight. We want it. It's cleansing, all this stuff. But really, it's fire elementals from the elemental plane of fire huh. being summoned into this world, causing destruction and havoc. We're not quite sure why yet, but it's all part of Behelet's plan. That would certainly explain a lot of what they've been hearing. Although, like you, I don't understand exactly why someone would do that other than chaos and destruction. Wait, you know what? Upon, upon just a bit further reflection just now on our last adventure, I, d I think we did discover why they're doing it. Here, here we go. Let me try to remember. All right, yeah. So the only things that will survive the fire blight slash the attack of these fire elementals are very powerful magical objects and weapons, right? So what we've concluded, actually, is that the agents of Behelet are causing this destruction in order to find these powerful magical objects so that they can do a certain ritual. Now we are getting into territory that I don't think I should be forthcoming about, <laughs> frankly. Perhaps I can offer them into your franchise and be able to get the rest of the story. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You should talk to him. You know, he's probably going to come looking for me because he also doesn't like it when we split apart and he gets really nervous about me in particular. Charity likes to be in control and is very defensive and protective of his, of his friends and people he cares about. I'm kind of the wild card of the group. Don't know if you got that. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, you know, you wouldn't think it, would you? But I am. I'm a wild card. Charity, not so much. Although, I have learned some things about him lately that I wouldn't have expected to learn. Charity, he might seem more buttoned up and quiet, but you should ask him what the phrase deaths... Oh, these ghost phones in here too. Vibrating up a storm in this tavern. I think you're starting to imagine things, friend. <laughs> you should ask Charity what the phrase death spell means to him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Death spell, you say? Death spell. He's got a dark history. Yeah. I won't go into it. It's not my part to say. I've said enough. What is it you say that he does? Sorry? You, what did, you said that you're the rogue. What is Charity? What is Charity? You, like your rug, what abilities does charity have? Charity's had sort of an interesting go of it, I'll say that much. He used to be a servant of Behelet himself, actually. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. He was the charity of Behelet. That was where his name was from. And, you know, she actually ordered him to kill me. <laughs> Can you believe it? She ordered him to kill me, all right? And then, well, he didn't, thankfully. He refused to. Obviously. Yeah, because he told her, you know, I believe Burbage Kemp is a, deep down, he's a good guy. Which, you know, thank you, Charity. I appreciate that. But as a result of that, yeah, he and Behelet had sort of a falling out. 
to put it mildly. And so now he's something else. The powers that he got from her, he doesn't have anymore. Now he has sort of his own powers, which I don't think he knew he had. Uh, you should ask him about it. It's pretty fascinating. I will say this. I have seen him turn into a giant angel in combat. Really quite scary, quite intimidating. I'm glad he's on my side. He's a powerful bloke. All the things I've seen, I'm not sure I've ever quite seen that before. Yeah, ask him about it. In fact, you should ask him to do it. You should ask him to turn into an angel for you. It is a stunning sight to behold. I'll tell you that much. Perhaps if I run into him in a secluded area so we don't scare the living daylights out of everyone in the building. Yeah, but also, I will say, Charity actually is often fairly willing to to just turn into an angel to scare people. Which I guess I kind of like that about him. Although, it is a bit irresponsible. I don't know if he's really thought about it. Eh, ask him about it. Yeah. I will. Is there anything else you can tell me about the strange things going on here? Oh man, there's so much I could tell you. But I doubt that it would be particularly cohesive, frankly. So, I don't know. This mead's been really good. Um, what else can I tell you? Oh, how about this? One time, I found a mask of many faces. Have you ever encountered that in your travels? I believe I have one somewhere. Or, no, I think I learned that out. But yeah, they're very rare, but very useful. Right, yeah. Very useful. I found one after we defeated an Alhoon, a Mind Flayer, and I tried using it. I tried putting it on my face, but all it did was create tentacles on my face every time I tried using it. So I assumed it was cursed or something, I don't know. But before I could figure it out, that was actually the first time we fought fire elementals. We were in this, we were visiting with this traveling circus, this carnival, a faravan. That's what we called it. It was kind of a mixture of a caravan and a, and a fair. Fairvan. Clever name. Yes, clever, right? I think I came up with it. Maybe not. Don't quote me on that. But uh, yeah, all of a sudden, boom, bah, blah, 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 fires everywhere. Fire elementals, these awful things, attacking, killing everyone, setting everything aflame. And we were there. We had to fight them. It was awful. And, 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 you know, I'm not used to fighting fire elementals. I don't know what I'm doing. But it became clear to me over the course of this particular combat interaction, that the only thing that could damage these fire elementals was magical weapons, magical objects. So I did have a, I think I had a silvered weapon that I did end up using, but at one point I had the fast thinking, a quick going through my head, well, you know, what magic weapons do I have? What, 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 any magical objects whatsoever, what can I use to, to inflict damage on these, these fire elementals. And I remembered, I have this mask of many faces. And in what, if I don't mind saying myself, was a, a stroke of, of, of brilliance, I got up behind a fire elemental on the, on the, on the, the roof of this, this tent, and I whipped out my mask of many faces, and I stuck it on this fire elemental's face. And it was... It was brilliant. The fire elemental couldn't do anything. The mask was stuck to its face. It couldn't fight. And that allowed us to, to kill it. Yeah, I was pretty proud of that one. I'm not going to lie. I can't believe that worked. Yeah, 
it worked. I mean, it didn't it didn't deal the killing blow, but the magic of the mask and the fact that it, the fire elemental wasn't attuned to it, I suppose. I don't really know how these things work either, but it was quite effective. You know what I did right after that? I jumped off of that tent roof, soared through the sky. Well, the sky, just the air, I guess. Over top of another fire elemental. Again, thinking very quickly in my brain, what other magical objects do I have that could, that could do damage to these fire elementals? And I remembered I had something called Druidic Whiskey. And I reached into my bag as I soared through the air over this other fire elemental. And I made it seem like I was about to pull out my, my sword to attack it. But instead, I pulled out my druidic whiskey and I splashed it on him. And uh, needless to say, uh, it was an alcohol and it caused an enormous explosion. Yeah. Not the brightest idea. That would have been a terrible waste of whiskey if it hadn't worked. Right. But here's the thing. People thought it wasn't the brightest idea. Charity was off fighting another fire elemental, and I think he kind of looked over and sighed because, you know, what are you doing, Burbage? I get it. People thought that it was going to turn the fire elemental into, like, an even more powerful creature. Would have been rather unfortunate. That would have been unfortunate, but you know what? When the explosion died down and the ghost and the ash cleared you know what was standing there what a tree it was an ashen tree and the fire elemental was trapped inside of it <laughs> i turned the fire elemental into a tree and then vermeris who is a druid and has the speak to plants spell talked to it and interrogated the fire elemental how about that that wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for me being a total brilliant wild card. Just saying. I still don't know if I believe any of this worked. Oh, it worked. Oh, 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 yeah. Ask Charity. Ask Charity about that. It worked. That's how we found out that person behind the fire elementals coming into this world was another high priest of Rin named Yizak. That's a name. It's a name, right? What is Z names in this world? If you noticed... Yizak, Izrak, Zizak, Zizak, Slovak. Ah, man, so many Zs. wonder if that's just the thing where they're from. Yeah, could be. Could be. Anyway, so yeah, there's just some adventures I've been on. Some mysteries we've been trying to solve. Some prophecies we've been trying to either make come true or keep from happening. It's sort of hard to keep track. I get really talkative when I'm drinking. Sorry. Oh no, you're fine. You have some very unique stories. Well, thank you. Maybe someday I'll be able to tell these stories to, I don't know, children, grandchildren, in a time when life is simpler for me and I'm getting laid a lot more than I am now. <sighs> oh, that we would all find simpler times indeed. Indeed, indeed. My life hasn't been simple since I was very young before I had someone politely informing me of the prophecy I'm a part of. Yeah, you've got a prophecy too. It's already come to pass. Oh, so you're out of it. You're done with your prophecy, is that it? Yes, because the prophecy is connected to my world and that the world is no more. Oh, what? They never said I was going to destroy the people, though. 
So I got all of them out before I, before the world collapsed. Oh, interesting. All right. Very clever. Very nice. You know what? You should ask Charity about... Uh, I think he did something kind of similar to that. Not quite on that scale. A whole world. But uh, when you ask him about Death's Bell, ask him also about... Oh, I forget... <laughs> I forget her name, but a co-worker of, of his that he just uh, got reunited recently, got reunited with, and now they're kind of, I guess, boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah, just ask him about all this. I'm sure he'll be perfectly willing <laughs> to be as forthcoming as I have. The way you're laughing tells me probably not. <laughs> yeah, no, you're going to have to really win him over, I think. Good luck with that. Pretty sure I've won over them from scarier. Or more reluctant. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Hopefully I won't have to go to quite those extremes, but... Yeah. No, but really, ask him to do the angel trick. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. That I will. Yeah. Would you like uh, another round of drinks or perhaps some food? Oh man, you know what? I am starving. I'm famished. I would love some food. What what do they have here that's good? Do they have any ankleg milk? Start asking the person who's new here. Haha, <laughs> true. Well, welcome to Greater Banya. I recommend the... Well, it's not ankleg, is it? It's ankeg. Oh, God. Can't keep track of these monsters, these, these animals in this world. I do recommend the ankeg milk. Some people say it's poisonous, but, uh, you know, I like to live on the edge. Don't know about you. Just makes things more interesting. I find drinking things that are poisonous is a good way to intimidate people. Yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed. Maybe a good sandwich. Good sandwich. They have good sandwiches here. I've had, I haven't had a good sandwich in a long time. This is the first tavern I've been to in weeks. Definitely the first one I've been to since, uh, you know, dealing with a dragon. Oh man, I've got to get my weapon back. How am I going to do that? All right, let's order. Uh, food. Person? Food person? We'll have some food over here. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, this, uh, I'm so glad to have met you, Isra. I like making friends. A lot of people we've met in our travels, not very trustworthy. They end up trying to kill us, you know? Don't like that. I'd much rather meet people who don't want to kill me. Do you agree? I agree. It makes things in life much simpler, though. Full of things that try and kill me. Usually they're not very successful. You sound powerful. Maybe we can uh, get you to help us out in this fight against Behelet. Huh? Fortunately, there's only so much I can do directly, but I may be able to pull some strings. Yeah, we need string pullers. As many string pullers as we can get. Alright, where's my sandwich? 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 Tales of Adventure is directed and produced by me, Brianna Toiber, as part of Pseudonym Social, a creative podcast network. The music is by Patrick Chester of Chester Studios. To see more of his work, visit his website at chesterstudios.net. Find out more about Pseudonym Social by visiting our website at pseudonymsocial.wordpress.com. If you like what I'm doing and would like to support this podcast, please go to patreon.com slash pseudonymsocial and choose one of the tiers connected to Tales of Adventure. You can also leave a review on iTunes to make our show easier to find for those who need it.